and welcome back to the tune podcast go. we're back at it again with another week and another episode um, on, to, on to episode 18 yes sir uh, don't know any players wearing the number 18 no i come uh, straight to mind yeah maybe just football players <laughs> yeah no but it's a good yeah. number it's a good number yes it is how are you doing pretty good it's been only one game this week so we've, yeah, we haven't had much to much to work with with some jazz basketball yeah. we'll get into that one game against the hornets but i don't know it's been an all right week yeah it has been an all right week we uh got a lot of things to talk about today well not really one game i guess but there's a lot of other nba stuff we're going to talk about our one game with the hornets this week uh and then we have three games upcoming the spurs hawks and magic so we'll give our predictions with those talk about what jazz could do and then this week, we're going to give you our bold predictions for the rest of the Jazz season and the future of the Jazz, and you'll hear our hot takes for the future. We're going to talk about Walker Kessler a little bit, and then we'll talk about a documentary that's coming out in the spring, The Jazz. is awesome. Uh, right off the heels of All-Star Weekend, we have a lot to talk about with that, all the different contests and game itself, um, and also a couple of local sports things happening. Lots of exciting things in the sports world happening, even though the Jazz played one game. Mm-hmm. So lots of awesome things on the docket today. For sure. Go ahead. If you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple or wherever, give us a good rating. Um, watch the entire episode because um, we got some good things at the end with our predictions and talking about All-Star. And then follow us on Instagram at Tuned in Jazz. Um, but without further ado... Um, I gained a game on you. Let's yeah, go. Let's... One game at a time, boys. We're getting back in this. Uh, if you were wondering what our records are at, let me just update you. Andrew's at 31 and 17, and I'm at 27 and 21. So we're, I'm not, I'm not out of the race yet, boys. We're, we're for that number <laughs> it's a close race. It's yeah, a close race. It is. <laughs> but let's just dive right into the game. Let's do it. The gameplay. Was kind of a little hard to watch. I'll be honest. I, it was like I I kind of mentioned last week. I was actually at this game in the Delta Center, yeah, um, with with some family, and I uh, didn't really meet our expectations. It's still fun to be there with the atmosphere, but it wasn't the most exciting game. No, yeah, not a lot. I um something I thought was interesting. I think this is the first time we saw Taylor Hendricks grace the starting lineup. Yes. Which was an interesting move, not something I was really expecting. He played but, 25 minutes this game. Yeah, he had a... And I actually thought he played really well. I, uh, We're not going to do player of the week this week, but he probably was going to be my player of the week, mm-hmm. just simply for the fact 12-9. and nine, That's uh, for your first start in the NBA. That's a pretty good stat line. Yeah. Um, but although I will say the other team's power forwards uh, kind of cooked us. <laughs> Miles Bridges and Grant yeah. Williams. So I'm not... Saying it's all on Taylor Hendricks, but I'm just, I'm just saying, you know. There was, or I guess with Taylor Hendricks, there was two plays that are kind of encapsulate this game from him, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, just two um, tip-ins that he had that, yeah. that were over like three people um, when he tipped it in. Yeah. Um, so it just kind of shows the kind of player that I think we can get from him, just a guy that hustles for rebounds and plays good D. He was one for five from three. Not great. No. Uh, well, hopefully, maybe as the season progresses, we could see him become a little bit of a better shooter. But other teams just sag off of him right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he shot pretty efficient otherwise. Five for mm-hmm. nine, 
obviously all four of those misses were those threes. Yeah. So he didn't miss a shot inside. Yeah, and in addition, there was one point in the game where the Hornets went a small ball. And I think they had like Miles Bridges at the five. And we had Walker Kessler in off the bench, and that was kind of a rough stretch. Yeah. Uh, Walker Kessler is always dropping in the pick and roll, and so Grant Williams and Miles Bridges were left wide open on quite a few plays. And so that's a little scary for me because there's a lot of teams in the NBA that will go small ball, and Mm -hmm. if we can't handle the Hornets' small ball, how are we going to be able to handle the the Clippers' small ball or another team, right? Yeah, I totally agree. I honestly, looking at the, just to talk about the Hornets for a second, they, they had, that trade they made with Oklahoma City was really good. I know it worked out for Oklahoma City. Gordon Hayward was a nice fit for them. Betray word. But Trey Mann, yeah, Betray. Trey Mann. Uh, he looked really I good. I thought he looked really well. He fits their system, especially with uh, LaMelo Ball being out. Mm-hmm. He might, I think he would play really well next to LaMelo too when he comes back, so. Yeah, he was he was hitting shots at a very good clip. Yeah, um, I, I could definitely see him being a starter for them, even when uh, Lamelo comes back. Absolutely, yeah, nice backcourt frontcourt. Yeah, but overall, not a great game from the Jazz. Um, also, Bryce Sensabaugh played twelve minutes. Mm-hmm. He's pretty quickly uh, subbed in off the bench. Yeah, uh, were you? What did you feel about him? I didn't think it was bad. I mean. He was minus nine on the floor, but most of our players were in the minus section. Three first six, seven points. I don't know. I mean... He I, had a couple moments in this game where you're like, yep, he's a rookie. Yeah, he's definitely <laughs> a rookie. But, I mean, looking at this box score, the the number one player who didn't play is Talon Horton Tucker. So mm. I'll uh, I'll take Bryce and Sabah, I think, right now over Talon Horton Tucker. But Even if he makes mistakes... Yeah. I'm all for it for the rest of the season. Absolutely. Yeah, he did have a couple plays where he was like aggressively driving to the rim, and then he had that buzzer beater three at the end of the third quarter or yeah. second quarter. Um, that that was really crucial. So yeah, he already seems like a better shooter than uh maybe Keontae George in yeah. some ways. <laughs> Keontae's kind of hot or cold. Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see. Hopefully, he keeps playing. Yeah, I saw a quote, we might have already talked about this, but I saw a quote from Will Hardy where they said, they asked him, like, what Bryce and Spa needed to do to find a better role in the Jazz. And Will Hardy said that he needed to care about every everything else about the game other than shooting. So it's kind of interesting. So it sounds like, because clearly he can go get a bucket. We saw it in the Stars. He did really well. Yeah. Incredible scorer. He's done it so far when he's played for us. So yeah, I guess I guess that's probably where we need to see. I, I like that he's playing with us now, though, because you know, looking at guys like Chris Dunn, Jordan Clarkson, even Colin Sexton, he needs to be rubbing shoulders with those guys to see how like professionals, mm-hmm. you know, carry themselves in the game. That's really good. Yeah, experience. I hope that we give him enough opportunity to where he can make mistakes. Yeah, um, I think these are not really going to be high stakes games the rest of the season right we're in the 11th seed and so if we give him a time to learn it's the this second half of the season where he can really just make mistakes and be okay with it and learn and become a better player right 
Well, um, kind of going into, oh, in addition to this, it was 2000s night yes, it was. Uh, for the jazz, 50 years of jazz. So we're going through now to the 2000s. Um, what was really cool is um, when I was at the game, I had the opportunity to go where the season ticket holders are able to see the 90s players visiting. Yeah. And so Darren Williams was there, Carlos Boozer, and Karolinko and Okur. That's and awesome. it was really cool to be able to see them. I'd say out of all of them, Darren Williams was probably the most like cool person. Um, he was able to talk to us a little bit and... Um, it was cool to share. My first jazz game that I'd ever been to was um, when he was on the team. I had got his jersey yeah. when I was a little kid. And uh, it's just cool to see, like, one of your favorite players growing up, right? Like, he's probably one of the reasons why I got into basketball when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And so being able to see him was pretty cool. And it just reminds me of we had some pretty solid teams in the, yeah, we in the 2000s. We made the conference finals yeah. one time. Mm -hmm. um, when Williams was there and so yeah just really cool I think we definitely need to give those guys their respect I think us jazz fans need to remember how lucky we are like the jazz have had some like obviously like after the Darren Williams era we had a little bit of a rough patch but overall the jazz as a franchise rebuild really well like we had those championships yeah. in the late 90s or not championships, but championship runs in the late 90s. If Jordan wasn't there, we probably would have won. Yeah, we would have had one at least. Um, and then we just like, you know, maybe we, but my point is that we haven't had any Sacramento Kings, droughts, Sixers, yeah. Wolves, Droughts, or Pistons, Droughts, where we're just like waiting and waiting. We we, we rebuild really well. Yeah. Um, I feel like most of the time we're a fun team. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, with Boozer and Williams, and then with Mitchell and Gobert, with yeah. even when Hayward and um, Derek Favors yeah. and Al Jefferson, that was a fun team too. Really fun teams. So hopefully the next generation, yeah. right? Markin and Keontae. Moving right. The, hopefully, right now, hopefully we can get a good core going. Yeah, I saw a, a tweet on Twitter. Somebody was saying that it was a shame that none of those four guys had their jersey retired. Mm. Curious, what do you think? Uh, do all four of them deserve it? Which one of those guys do you see? Delta That's a center? good question. I was thinking not many players would wear 47. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so, hey, may as well uh, retire Kirilenko's jersey. Yeah. I, I do think he had a really good career for us. He was, I think he, did, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he won Defensive Player of the Year once, year maybe too. a couple times. Yeah. And... I think that's enough for him. I would retire his. And then Darren Williams, he's like on the fence for me. I feel like if we retired uh, Jeff Hornacek, then we probably should retire him too. Yeah. Yeah, I could agree with that. I think, yeah, I think Andre Kirilenko is an easy one. AK-47 is such a sick nickname. Iconic, dude. iconic. But also, yeah, he he's one of our best defenders in our franchise history. Probably one of the better ones in league history. Like he was just mm -hmm. a very elite perimeter defender, long, fun to watch. Yeah, best best Russian player ever, easily. Maybe Sabonis. Yeah, it's up there with them. Yeah, Father Sabonis. Um, I would also say Darren Williams. Carlos Boozer had some really good years with us, but the way he left, I kind of just feel like like it's funny to me that he's willing to come back because I remember being mm -hmm. a, a young Jazz fan and hearing him say all those things about Utah and like 
dip in pretty quick after his all-star. <laughs> and I get it. It's a business. He had some good years for us, though. Yeah, he did. He was probably the face of the Jazz for a couple of yeah. years. Him and Okur were all-stars together that one year. Oh, no. I I think Okur was the replacement for Boozer. If I That's right. Yep. Yeah. And I think Williams might have been there with him. He was probably at it. Or it might have been the next year. I don't know. But uh, So, yeah, Boozer and Okur, I think, both had an all-star appearance for us when they played for us. But I probably would leave those two guys off, off through afters. But Darren Williams, the AK, I can see them up there. Yeah. I think yeah. we're on the same page there. Yeah. Got a couple of games this week. Mm-hmm. Um, we start on Sunday, another Sunday home game. I guess that's the trend this year. We're playing Oddly. the Spurs at home. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm going to cook us. Well, seeing that we lost to the Hornets, I don't think any win is guaranteed anymore. <laughs> Sadly. But I still think we have enough to beat the Spurs at home, so I put a win. Yeah. I've got a win for this one, too. I think we'll win a home game. Um, by the way, just while we're talking about Wimbanyama, did you see his stat line last night? I oh five by five. Five by five, twenty-seven points, ten wow. rebounds, eight assists, five blocks, five steals. Oh he my is goodness. Unreal. We should have tanked harder for, for I know. Him. Oh man, that makes me so mad. We but we missed out. He's he is insane. It makes me wonder if they'll shut him down. Like maybe they won't. But. Well, I actually saw this little clip of Wimbanyama. Uh-huh. Um, this is really interesting. He said that every night he turns his phone off at 9 p.m. and turns it on airplane mode and reads a book. And so Dude. that's what a guy. I I don't know. I I need to be more like Wembenyama. Yeah. I think that's so good that he has. He's just kind of living in his own world. Yeah. He doesn't let that the noise of being as popular as he is get to his head or anything. He's just such a great humble guy. Oh yeah that he d- he doesn't even use his phone after 9. I think that's so cool. Dude, that's what that's what makes me feel like he's going to be special like long term because he I remember when he was playing in in France or wherever he was playing for mm-hmm. this. I saw a clip of him doing like these bear crawls but he was like all on his tippy toes and fingers. I don't know if you saw that. But he like hired a whole team of people to help him with his specific body. And how he could avoid injuries, like how he could keep himself like strong with certain joints, and like, and I just think like hearing things like that with how he's just like he's got like the mindset of keeping himself mentally sharp with reading and turning off his phone, and he's a he hard re- worker. He understands that his body is not one that's going to stay healthy if he just doesn't do anything. <laughs> he, yeah. That's what the all-time greats do. They take care of themselves. That's LeBron what, is yeah. the best at it. Absolutely. Right? Tom Brady. Uh-huh. Yeah, those right? guys Those guys all those have are these the goats. routines. So I think he's going to be really good. But anyways, I, I think yeah. we get the win, though. It's hard not to be a fan of him, but I yeah. do think we are going to get a win. I think so, too, yeah. Uh, and then we go on a little road trip. Tuesday, we go to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Play Quinn Snyder and the Hawks. Ah, love Quinn Snyder. Yeah. I I got a loss. I don't know how much juice we yeah. have in the tank to beat Atlanta on the road. Yeah. Um, especially with they're kind of lower in the standings this first half of the season. Yeah. So I think they're gonna try and um, go on a run here to try and boost their seeding. So they have all the reason to try and win. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't make any moves to the deadline. Obviously, they think they've got something. I just love Quinn Snyder, too. I'm kind of sad that we let him go. Yeah, I also think Clint Capella is going to dominate John Collins yeah. in the paint. That's going to be a tough matchup. I got a loss as well. 
on the road. Yeah, I'll I'll do the loss for that one as well. Um, and then we go Thursday. We take a trip south from Atlanta down to Orlando. Magic Joe Ingles. England Joe. Yeah, I also got a loss for this one. Okay. Kind of the same reason. It's our road record. It's not been so great. No. Orlando's a pretty good team, but this one is kind of a toss up for me. I I was thinking about putting a win in, win in, but I ended up going with a loss. Yeah. Just kind of the vibes after the Hornets game, I guess. Yeah. They the Magic too are a team that's still pushing. It looks like I'm looking at the standings. It looks like they're in the eighth seed currently. They started out in the two seed at the beginning of the season. Yeah, so they're moving down a little, but but they're it looks like they're pushing for the playoffs. I I got a loss, well, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Second game on the road on a road trip, and um, pretty good. Team. When we played them earlier in the season, that really close game, it seemed like there was like a lot of tough matchups that we were having a hard time with, and that was with Ochai and Olenek who. Were, two of our better switch guys, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, I think this would be a loss, unfortunately. Yeah. But it's okay. We're, I, won't be I, I hope that these road trips we and against the Spurs, we this week we just play the rookies. Please, yeah, please absolutely. do. Um, There's I, no reason not to. I, it was good we played them against the Hornets. Just keep playing them. Yeah. I, I want to see Sensabaugh get yeah. opportunities and Hendricks as well. Absolutely. Yeah, so I guess I won't be gaining on you in the records this week. <laughs> Wait, that's okay. We'll probably. I think we have some pretty good predictions, but hopefully they're all wins, right? Yeah, that's what hopefully. we're always thinking. Well, um, this next segment's probably the title of this episode. Sir. I think we have six, so three from each mm-hmm. of us. Bold predictions for the rest of the season. Some of these are kind of spicy. I'm not gonna lie, but. I think it's a good time to talk about what can, what can we expect the rest of the season. We know we're starting to play the rookies more. We're kind of tanking, but not tanking. We talked about that before. Yeah. So we want to help you to find what you can look for when you're watching the Jazz the rest of the season. Um, whether it's a win or loss, what can we what can we keep our eyes on, right? As we're going going through the this next stretch of games, because um, I think even win or loss, there's a lot of things that we can look for and a lot of things that we can kind of predict, kind of for moving forward. Absolutely, yeah. The uh, you never know with a team like this. We could the Jazz are. I'm done trying to like pin down the Jazz and what they're trying to do. Danny Ainge has a mind of his own, so <laughs> but we're gonna try to guess and see if we can pin down what's going what's going on the rest of the season yeah and so hopefully win or loss you you find some joy watching yeah. the jazz in whatever way that means for you because we're we're true jazz fans rain rain or shine right Absolutely. we'll be there in the good times and in the bad times yes sir okay some of these are kind of bold uh i guess i could go first one of my bold predictions is one of bryce sensabaugh or taylor hendrick's will be off the team in two years. Mm, that's not a bad take. <laughs> do you think that's too hot, or do you think that might be accurate? Well, I think that's accurate. If I had to guess, it would be sensible, but you never know. Yeah, with the Jazz, with the Jazz having so many picks, there's no reason we need to keep guys who aren't developing at the rate we want. Obviously, moved off of Ochai. I guess he was kind of older, but... Jared Butler is another guy mm-hmm. in recent years that we've done kind of the same thing with. 
So I I can see it happening. Yeah. Yeah. I think pretty much my bold, like bold part of this is they've got the second half of this season to prove themselves and learn and develop. Mm -hmm. And then I give them one more year next year. Yeah. And then I think that's the time to evaluate. And if they're not improving, let's move on. Yeah. I think, I think Hendricks has a little bit more of, not more than two years of a leash. Like he probably has next year, but I bet if Sensabod doesn't like, he he barely has played any minutes. I could see him even in the off season if he's not like developing in the off season. I could see the Jazz just this off season or next. I could see them this with off Sensaba, season. I could see this off. Depends season. on who we draft too. Yeah, if they have more promise. Mm-hmm. Hendricks, top ten pick. You got to give him a little bit more of a leash. Like I can see how leash. how much leash are you giving him? I think that I think two years. I, I like this that. and next year. Two years. Yeah, I think next year. Especially if he keeps shooting yeah. this badly. He he could be a trade piece too. Like he's still a guy you could like bait a team into saying he could be good, you know. Yeah, like, like give him two more years. Yeah. We tried, you you try now. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm I'm not saying it's gonna be Hendrix. Yeah. But I think definitely one of those guys is not gonna be here in two years. Yeah, I like that. Um Mine kind of goes along with that a little. My hot take is that the Jazz will get a top 10 pick this year. Mm. Um, right now, I believe, have the 11th or 12th worst record in the NBA. So we're right there. I know it's a lottery, so it's not really guaranteed. But um, I think I think Jazz will keep their pick this year. Uh, as we talked about last episode, we're going to be in the top 10. We're going to get somebody good. Off. That would mean that we'd have to go... Below the Rockets, is that right? I think so, yeah. The the East has quite a few teams below us. I think their last six teams are all below us. And the Bulls are tied with us. Oh, okay. I have us in 11th spot Okay. right now. And Houston is just, we have one more win than them. Yeah. And we've lost five in a row. <laughs> yeah. So, uh yeah, no, I definitely could see that. Maybe even more more bold of a prediction, I think we could get top eight. Top eight? I yeah, can see that. kind of like last year where we kind of tanked to get, what was Hendricks number eight? Yeah. So I think we could get top eight again. Yeah, it looks like within reach of us probably is, you talked about the Rockets in the east. We're tied with the Bulls currently in 11th. So we could move below them. We could move below the Hawks, especially if they beat us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Nets just fired their coach. So yeah, like that maybe, could be that could be rough for them. Yeah, or it could work out better. Hopefully, for our sake. <laughs> I mean, so we can What's kind of sad is if you look at the bottom teams this year. Uh-huh. Most of them were there last year too. Yep. Uh, the only team that's not there last year, I think, is Memphis. Uh huh. But with all the injuries, um, they're they're down there at number six pick right now. Yeah. Sixth odds. Grizzlies are the only one that's kind of, they fell but pretty yeah, hard. Everybody else was kind of there. Been a rough season for them. But yes, I think Jazz top 10 pick. That's, I uh, think that's a good that's take. That's my hot take. I like top eight. All right. Now my next one, Walker <laughs> Kessler's fit on the Jazz, or fit with Keontae George, will determine his future. Oh my goodness. So basically what I'm saying is if he can't play with Keontae, then I think that, he will not have a future on the Jazz. Do you think? Do you think Keontae is a more important piece than Walker Kessler on this team, or like for a future? 
I think yes, right now, yeah. Yeah, I could agree with that. Yeah, I think if they can't play together, then I think we might have to consider moving on from Kessler. As much as I love him, right, as a player, maybe him and Keontae could gain that connection with on the pick and roll, like that Gobert and Conley have. Yeah. But if not, I don't know if Kessler has a future on the team. So I know it's as sad as it is, but I think Keontae, you know he's probably going to be a starter moving forward. And if he can't play with Kessler, then I don't think we should keep both of them. No. Do you think, do you agree? Did you think Keontae's a more important piece than Kessler? Um, Yeah. I think Keontae has a higher ceiling probably. So I say that makes him a little more important. I we're gonna talk about Walker Kessler a little bit later, but right. I also feel like in today's NBA you don't really need a center who just like can't score unless they're just elite level. And right now Walker Kessler's not playing at that well, level. Maybe we could just get into that right now. Um, just like what is going on with Walker Kessler? Yeah, we could. I'm. I really genuinely hope that this is just a sophomore slump we see that like mm-hmm. it's obviously it's a thing like it happens yeah i was i was reading a post on reddit i'm uh-huh. trying to hear what the jazz fans are saying uh-huh. yeah there's a fan that put something about walker kessler a post on there mm-hmm. and they're just talking about how like just sad kessler looks on the yeah. bench Same. and um, he he started a couple games before the all-star break and now he's back to the bench yeah and yeah. so you kind of wonder if his confidence is even there anymore. Yeah. It seems like he's kind of just lost it. Yeah. To where he we don't really know if he can do what he did last season or if he can be the same player. Yeah. And that's that makes me really sad cuz I loved watching him last year. At the beginning of the season we thought he was going to be a defensive player of the year candidate. Yep. That's, that's where what that's what we were thinking, yeah. um, and it's not really the case. He's still getting blocks, but that's about it. Yeah, I I wonder if the whole confidence thing started this summer with Team USA. Um, he didn't get a, like hardly any yeah. minutes, and they really needed him. That's the thing. Like they needed a guy like him, and he just like wasn't being played. And I wonder if does that have to do something with practice? Yeah, I don't know. it makes me wonder if that was just the start of like this confidence or. I don't want to say identity crisis, but kind of like a questioning yourself. And that's in basketball, you got to have confidence in all the great players. And do. maybe I'll get into it a little bit later. But if I could be the coach of the Jazz, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, yeah. but just based on what I've watched, I still think we our team has a better chance of winning games with Kessler in the starting lineup. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We know him and John Collins on the court together has mm-hmm. been atrocious. Yeah. So that would mean Collins would go to the bench. But I still think we have a better chance of winning games when he starts. But Yeah. I, I, it makes me wonder. Like, it was almost like when we had, for the longest time, when we were playing Favors and Gobert together, and it seemed like it was kind of working. <laughs> but then when we finally just decided, let's let Favors come off the bench, or we let him move on, and Gobert started having, like, all-star seasons. Yeah. Bogdanovich based the floor. Yeah, it makes me wonder if John Collins is in the way just a little bit. I don't. I you know I don't want to put that on him because he's played well for us at certain. Can I share season. some stats about John Collins? Yeah, please do. Yeah, We're this again from Reddit. Um, this fan put this together. These are all 
stats from this season about John Collins. They, I'm going to warn you, they just don't look great. Okay. Okay. It says um, first that John Collins has the worst plus minus of any player on the team. And it is a negative 7.7 net rating. And so when John Collins is playing on the court, we lose by seven and a half points. Um, would you be surprised to know that he's the dead last of all the starters in the NBA for on-off rating? Oh, <laughs> the worst starter for on-off rating. And that the Jazz have 124 defensive rating when he's on the floor. So teams would score in 100 possessions, they'd score 124 points against us. The worst defensive rating for a team in history is 121. So all all time bad defense. Yeah. Horrible plus minus when he's on the court. It can't get worse than that. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest, and I know his offense is great. He's a great rebounder. Great rebounder. We know that, but that is not what defense is. It's not just getting a rebound and hoping that they miss. Yeah. Defense is contesting shots and mm-hmm. uh it's just not good enough right now i i i was shocked by these stats um that is shocking worst I, plus minus of any oh, starter in the nba i didn't and that's oh man our predictions being the season were a little off with those two guys because i think we, we we thought they were gonna play together yeah and i think when we predicted our top three scores i want to say john collins was one of our top three or at least he was mine i can't remember that but i think i, I think he was but um yeah, that's the hard thing is I, I kind of love watching him play. Like, the lobs are just fun. He's, you know. He's a fun player. It's fun seeing him get those dunks. But the sad reality is that it's just not winning basketball, you know. It's kind of like with Tal Horton Tucker. Like, he, that dude can make some plays. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he can go get a tough bucket. But, like, watching him do that every single play is like, gosh, we're not going to win games like this. And it's the same with John Collins. Like, he doesn't do bad shots i guess in general but he just doesn't he's not helping us win that's kind of that, that is shocking he actually is our third leading scorer so we were oh, right about that it was okay. marking in 23 a game clarkson 17 a game and collins 14 a game okay. oh actually that's just a sorry no he's fourth, fourth and okay. sexton's 17 a game as well okay we weren't too far off though, I guess. so Offense he's offensively he's doing okay yeah but defensively, he's ter- he's all time bad. Yeah, and I don't know if that's all on him. Yeah, but when he's on the For court sure. as a team, it's not looking very good. No, it probably doesn't help our last ten games. We've teams have been dropping one twenty on us every game at least. You know, but so I don't know. I I just think well, let's play Kessler and have a little bit better defense, yeah. even if our offense uh, takes a little bit of a hit. I don't I don't think it's I think it, it. I think it is a worthwhile sacrifice to make. Yeah. John Collins. I know we're talking about Kessler or Keontae, but it more comes down to Kessler, like we like we highlighted, and it just makes more sense for the future of the Jazz to let Kessler gain some confidence back at the end of the season. Like John Collins, obviously, yeah. is not going to be in the team in five years, at least. We're just eating his contract at. right now. Yeah. And so, but Walker Kessler might be. So you want him to have confidence, you know? So yeah. You want yeah. Keontae and him to be able to gel so that he can stay yeah, on our team, right? If they do fit together, that could be an elite combo with yeah. Markinen yeah. right there. And you, we know we, we know Keontae can get assists. Yep. If he can build that chemistry, that, that'd be great. That'd be yeah. so great. But yeah. it's, it's not there right now. Honestly, thinking about the future of the Jazz, 
a defensive player of the year, Walker Kessler, and two elite scorers, like what Keontae could become and what Laurie, I would argue, is. Yeah. yeah. That's an amazing team to build around. Great role player, potentially in Hendricks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come off the bench. Oh man, so that there's exciting. I I like the hot so, take. There's a lot. Yeah. Of, lots so I think with that hot take, I I would just hope that the Jazz start Walker Kessler, please, yeah. the rest of the season. Yeah, I agree with that. That kind of goes into my next hot take, which is that we kind of came up with this one a little bit together, but that Keontae George is going to break the Utah Jazz rookie scoring record, Woo. which is currently at forty one. Keontae has a career uh, career season high of 33. Eight points off. Yep. And I think that puts him in first-team all-rookie. That's not really part of the hot take, but that's just what I think is going to happen. So I think I think he could break it. I could see him doing it. Definitely. I think he's going to have the minutes. We yeah. talked about last mm-hmm. podcast, go listen to that, yep. that nice. Will Hardy's given him the green light to shoot. Yep. So and he's not doing bad. I remember at the beginning of the season he would take like ten shots and make two or whatever. But like last <laughs> night or not last night, but this week, seven for fourteen, two for eight from three is not great. But seven for fourteen, five, fifty percent from the field, dude. We'll take that. Like he's definitely got some hot and cold games. But one yeah. of these games he's gonna get hot again. Oh, he will. He and will. yeah, I'll also just for fun tell you some of the other rookie highest points in a game mm-hmm. uh i was sharing a couple of these with you donald mitchell's the leader 41 you would not believe the second player is grayson allen with 40 Sheesh. i don't remember that apparently it's 2019 versus the clippers okay i think i was a missionary at that point. <laughs> uh donovan mitchell also had a 40 piece so he had two 40 pieces and daryl griffith had a 38 and a 37 in um 1980 to 81 season um, he won Rookie of the Year that year. Yeah. And then Donovan Mitchell also had two 35-point games, and uh, Daryl Griffith also had a 35-point game. Dang. And a 34. But anyways, there's a lot of high games. Keontae, yeah. with his 33, he probably ranks like around 15, somewhere in there, 15, 16. But hey, who knows? He could get up there. Yeah, yeah. Walker Kessler actually had a 31-point game last season. Hey, I don't know if you remember that. That, that was pretty wild. Good for him, yeah. yeah he, had some, he had some awesome games. I don't know year. if you remember Trey Burke. Yeah. 32. Legend. Definitely legend. Yeah. But anyways, is I think he still I... still bouncing around the NBA? I wonder. I haven't seen... I know Alec Burks is on the Knicks now. Yeah. But I think Trey Burke's not in the NBA. Yeah, you're right. His last time he played was two years ago. But I, I will agree with your take. I think Keontae could get 42. Yeah. Break the record. It's, it's definitely there for him. He could do it, especially with this roster. Got the green yeah, light. and the NBA that we have nowadays, everyone's scoring <laughs> yeah. high. <laughs> yeah, we might score 200 points in some game eventually, I feel like. Oh, boy, that would be terrible. <laughs> All right, my next take. This one is really spicy. Okay. I, maybe a little bit too spicy. I'm Maybe you'll disagree. My last one's a little spicy, too. <laughs> so just knowing that. My last hot take is that Clarkson will fall out of the Ooh, rotation. Let's go. Okay. Oh. And by falling out of the rotation, I mean like either DMP or 15 minutes in a game. The game kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Do you agree with that? Uh, I could see it. Simply for the sole reason, I think um, Jazz don't necessarily need him to play right now. 
I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting that we didn't trade him though, you know. Yeah, I thought this was the best time to trade him, but he likes Utah. He does like Utah, but I mean, yeah, if we're if we're not trying to win games, I don't know. I I I could see that. Yeah, be interesting. I was just thinking that at that Hornets game, Jordan Clarkson was in the the lineup Mm -hmm. to end the game at the three. Yeah. Weirdly, yeah. (laughs) I don't think he should be closing out games with George and Sexton. It just makes no sense to me. And so I think. The team might realize maybe that's not what they want to do, or maybe please prove me long, wrong, Clarkson. I'd love to see some good games from him. So, who do you think takes his minutes? Do we just go with eight man rotation, or do we see like Kira Lewis uh, or Johnny Juzang, or does THT make his way back in? It would have to be THT to, yeah. or I think um, you could argue that Bryce Sensabaugh could get more minutes and then That's true. He did um, only play twelve last night. The minutes that he gets are gonna be taken away from Clarkson. Yeah. Then maybe just switch spots on the rotation. Yeah, so maybe Clarkson's like the ninth or tenth man. I could see that, yeah. Interesting. I like that take. That kind of goes with my take, which is that the Jazz will shut down Lori Market for the rest of the season. And we're at game fifty seven, so I could see them doing it maybe, I don't know, ten games. Roughly. I saw an article, SI did an interview with Lowry, and he was talking about how he wants to make playoffs. And that's exactly what you want to hear if you're a Jazz fan. That's what his job is. I mean, what else is he going to say? Yeah. No, we're not going to try and make the playoffs. We're going to try and lose. No, of course he's going to say that. It's not his job to rebuild. That's the front office's job. His job is to play his best basketball to win game. And that's exactly what we want him to do. Yep. And so it makes me wonder, with that being his mindset, do the Jazz... Just say, like, we want you to be healthy next season. We're going to sit you the last 10, 15 games. That, we've seen that happen in the yeah. NBA quite a bit. Damn I think Lillard that Damian Lillard last year. Last year yep. Yeah. So that's my that's – that's a little bit of a spicy one, too. What do you think about that? I hope it's only 10 games or less yeah. at the end. So mm-hmm. I don't think that would be too bold. But if it's more than 10, I would be sad as a fan. So I, I, I'm yeah. going to disagree with this. I hope he plays the rest of the season. Even if we win or lose, I want to see some good basketball. And Laurie Markkinen is our easily our best player. Oh and, yeah, and I love to yeah. watch him. So hopefully, that's not a accurate take. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a documentary releasing this spring. I don't know much mm-hmm. about it. Do you know? All I saw the Jazz post these little clips oh, of yeah. some previews of it. So they posted one of. Darren Williams talking about Utah and being drafted and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it looks really good. I'll be honest. It looks really high quality. I think they did a great job. I really hope that it's not behind a paywall. Yeah. <laughs> or at least maybe you, you could pay like Jazz Plus, I would guess. Maybe ten bucks or less just to view it would yeah, be nice. That would be nice. Yeah, I think uh it'd be cool to just we we already talked about Jess has such a cool history, like mm-hmm. <clears throat> Never won a championship. We've had a lot of really great eras. A lot of great players come through Salt Lake. 50 years is crazy. Yeah. I mean, we, we've we been... Say what you want about the Jazz, never winning anything, but we've been a competitive franchise for most of our history. Most of that 50 yeah. years, we've been a good team, so not many teams can say that. So, Yeah. We, I think it'll be a good... For also me being a young fan... I didn't. I wasn't there for John Stockton and Cara Malone. Yeah. I wasn't really. I was still pretty young with Darren Williams, right? I was a little <laughs> kid, and I definitely wasn't there for the '70s or '80s. 
Yeah. And so I'm excited to learn about the players I didn't watch yeah. and kind of get a sense of those teams. Because I know some of the names, but I didn't really get to see them play. Yeah. Yeah, you see them up in the rafters, but it'll be cool to hear their story. Yeah. yeah. You see Carl Malone, Scott, like, was it like 35 thousand points so he was second all time or some something crazy up there it's like i missed all of those points right i want to see how he was so dominant why he scored so many to be like third all time now john stockton has the most unbreakable records probably and steals and assists that probably i mean even with nba changing i don't think that anybody's ever gonna touch it he was so durable with playing every season years almost 82 games every year almost absolutely it's amazing he's unreal that would be cool yeah i'm very excited for that that's coming out in the spring they haven't put a release date on it yet yeah that'd be cool hopefully hopefully it's available to us yep uh we're coming off all-star weekend lots of exciting or rather so exciting depending on who you ask (laughs) things happening Mm -hmm. steph versus sabrina happened i think Mm -hmm. uh you predicted steph right i think so sabrina did well, I was I was I, happy that yeah. she moved back to the NBA three point line. I thought that was cool of her. Um, she didn't have to do that. She yeah. she tied all of the guys in the NBA yep. <laughs> with twenty six. So she is very good. Yeah, very good. I would. I was surprised. I don't want to hate on women's basketball, but sometimes the jump shots don't always look the the nicest. But I was surprised how nice her jump shot looked. Mm-hmm. Like she's just smooth. Have you seen her signature shoes? She has her own signature shoe with Nike, with, with Nike, Nike okay. and they look really nice. They they come yeah. in men or women. So Dang, that's cool. Oh, I've heard a lot of people love love wearing them. So. I saw after the thing she mentioned that they were going to have partners next year, and that Steph, that'd be cool. Steph had somebody already, and she was going to ask. People were predicting it was going to be Caitlin Clark, which would be cool. That would be so. That hype. would be sick. I she's I'm guessing like Steph would probably pick Clay. Would be my guess, but. Yeah, or or maybe Dame. I think that would Dame be pretty cool. That'd be unbeatable. I, I don't know like. if we could beat them. Yeah, that'd be unreal. <laughs> yeah, and I guess just the other three point contest. Laurie had twenty five. Yeah, he made his last like seven or eight. Yeah, and still did didn't well. make it. So I don't know. I'm well. still really proud of his performance. Yeah, he did. By well. all means, he did so good. He was like the only big man on the roof thing. Really, if he made one money ball, he would have had the highest score. Yeah. Because 26 was the highest, and he got 25. Yeah. Game going back-to-back was crazy. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Also going back-to-back, Mac McClung. Yeah, he had some good dunks. He had some good dunks. I thought the um, Jalen Brown had a couple of good ones, but overall I wasn't super impressed. I've heard a lot of people say that Jacob Toppin should have gone to the second round over Jalen Brown. I agree with that, but I I wasn't too... Worried. Yeah. It'd be hard for the NBA to take you have four guys and the two G League guys go to the second round. That would be like a hard I think sell, that's I probably think. why they didn't yeah. have him go through. <laughs> but Mac McClung is a special dunker. It makes me wonder I guess he's kind of small for an NBA player. He but cleared Shaq. Yeah, he's freaky, dude. <laughs> a Jalen Brown jumped over like that content well, creator Kai Sinat he's probably like 5'2 and he was sitting and he was down, sitting down. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing about that dunk is he like I guess it was supposed to be a no look I couldn't tell if his eyes were closed but did you see him like at the end close his eyes it was like, so terrible bro we can tell you were <laughs> closing that was eyes. that was bad yeah he was trying to be D Brown yeah it was um yeah 
Thank, I, thankfully, I, Mac McClung saved it. Yeah. He had the best dunks. Jumping over Shaq was cool. I thought the whole, like, letting go of the ball and grabbing it again, that was a cool dunk. Should have got a 50, I think. Yeah, it I didn't. agree. But that was cool. 200 points in the, the All-Star game. All-Star game. Yeah. Did you see what when Adam Silver said that? He was kind of like, you could tell he's kind of sad. Like, <laughs> the first time that we scored 200 points, <laughs> yeah. congratulations. Like, what are we doing here? He's like... <laughs> This is not what we wanted <laughs> to happen. I think enough. good on them for trying something different every year. But I think going back to East-West, they thought it was going to just be competitive because of the rivalry of East yeah. and West. There was nothing. There was no defense at all. No. I just saw dunks the whole game yeah. and people just jacking up threes. But, yeah. hey, that's what we've seen the past three years. We'll just, I guess that maybe is what, just what it yeah. is now. Not much happening with the Rising Stars games with their jazz guys. No. But a uh, local guy, Puka Nakua, had two nice oh, games. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. that I think cool. we talked about that last, uh, oh, yeah, we last did. pod a little bit. That's right. That was cool. How do you think we can fix the All-Star game? That's, that's the hard thing, I feel like. I've got a couple ideas. Yeah. I know everyone's talking about maybe a one-on-one tournament with yeah. like a couple, like maybe two or three dribbles just real yeah. fast running through like a bracket of players that are all-stars yeah that would be great for the nba uh maybe that could replace something on a uh, saturday yeah i could see that maybe maybe have the final be before the game on sunday or something that'd yeah. be neat kind of hype that up a little bit that'd be sick yeah i think the skills challenge is still cool that is cool yeah i think it's cool how they have the home team rep- be represented each year yeah I think when the Jazz had it, they won the Skills Challenge. That was pretty mm-hmm. exciting for the home crowd. Yeah. I feel like Skills Challenge used to be a lot bigger. I remember, like, didn't Darren Williams win it one year? I feel like he did. I don't remember, but possibly. I remember it was, like, a big thing. He was, like, in it, did really well. Mm-hmm. I could agree with that. I think spicing it up a little. I also think that this is more of just a cultural issue with the NBA, like, you can't even get most of these guys to play back-to-back games. Like, what makes you think we're going to let them play on their week off? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Especially if they're carrying their team. Yeah, these guys have a lot of... <laughs> I, I don't even know if we really need to fix it. I know that it's, like, sad that we don't have, you know, Kobe versus Jordan, like, <laughs> you know, but... I have, I have a couple ideas. Well, yeah. well, maybe I'll ask you this. Would you rather see a competitive all-star game where people are playing defense and playing hard? Mm-hmm. Or would you rather see just go all in on the fun aspect, like not have it be competitive, but just like, you know, like the celebrity game had all like the four-point line. Four line and the crunch time yeah. and the six-point shots. Would, would you rather see competitive basketball or would you rather just like make it fun and not really that serious? Uh, I don't know. It's kind of mixed. I mean, I thought the celebrity game was a little much just all the things they did, but mm-hmm. I think you could do, I, I, I would probably lean towards more of the fun side, probably add a couple of things. What would you, what would I, you I want to go all in on all let's in. play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> One of my, I think this would, I don't think the players would go for this. But I think you just need to make higher stakes. Yeah. Absolutely. So I know baseball does. Whoever wins the All Star Game has home court in the finals. Game seven, yeah. And so the players in the All Star Game are usually in playoff teams. Yep. And so they want the home court for the finals. They got to win that game. 
Yeah. So I, I mean, think that could be a small incentive. Theoretically, all those players think that they're going to get to the finals. Oh, of course. But you, but you never know if they all actually think that, you know. That's thing. Yeah. So that's an idea like, that baseball like, does. Yeah. I also think some sort of contract incentive for winning the game could be yeah. good. Like maybe the Supermax for a all-star winner is bigger than the Supermax for an all-star loser. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I Something like that. that. Or my other idea is just if you're not going to play hard, don't come. Yeah. Just come from media. Let somebody else play in your place. Absolutely. If Lori Markinen was going to play hard, let's get Lori Markinen in there. Or if who else didn't make it? Like if Trey Young or Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is going to play hard, let's get him in there instead yeah. of somebody else. Absolutely. So, yeah. I don't know. Do you like any of those, or do you have any other ideas Yeah, for I that? thought about the, the home court advantage one. I kind of like that. I remember a couple of years ago when they first did the captain's format, like picking your teams, they had, like, charities on the line for both the I captains. I think they still do. They probably still do, but yeah. it, seems like, it seems like that first year, it really made it a little bit more In Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. But then it just – I but then – yeah, I think that's been a thing ever since, and it hasn't. It hasn't been enduring. But maybe it was their own money. I could see that. I mean, these guys complain about not being all NBA or whatever because that's part of their contract incentives. So you could add a little incentive. Mm-hmm. A little, I like that. Little paycheck, you know. Like, hey, your max contract's higher if you win this game. Yeah, go win it. <laughs> it worked with the in-season tournament too. Guys played hard. Yeah, even though they didn't really need to. I mean, yeah, I think it's kind of sad that we have to yeah, bring money into the conversation. Especially when it's millionaires we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, like I think NBA fans don't want to see this. I think no. the players have the responsibility to give us the best product, right? And so if the we just have to figure out what the fans want and yeah. the players need to be held accountable for doing their job right. Yeah, I totally agree. But I do understand it being a break and then probably just needing to rest. Yeah. And so maybe it's okay. I And that's the things like I, I, yeah, I just think it's a bigger cultural issue where, you know, I know I already said it, but like really it's just like we need to fix this whole like players not wanting to play. Like if you get paid to play, you need to play. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's really not a hard concept. Like the rest of the world understands that if you if you have a job, you show up to your job. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean in the past the all-star games in like the 90s people were blocking shots oh yeah like patrick ewan was was playing his ball right yeah and i don't know where that went yeah it's people are getting too too soft and too lazy out but anyways i think another idea i had for the dunk contest is i don't know if the players would go for this either but i think just in the same way that we vote for all-stars I vote think we could vote contest? for the dunk contest participants. Ooh, I like that. So, and then I, I even think it'd be even more cool if the players send in like a highlight reel yeah. to make their candidacy for the dunk contest, right? Yeah. So even if it is G League players, like before, they're, we're, they're getting hyped up by these highlight reels and the fans voting for them. Yeah. And so, I don't know. That's That's an idea I had so that we actually know who these players are before they get in there and we're voting and hoping that our guy gets in. Yeah. Know? Yeah. That'd be sick. I think that would have, that's the main issue. I think people complain about it is like, we don't know any of these guys that are in the dunk con. We know Jalen Brown. We know Mac Clunksy won last year, but like Jaime Hawkins, most, the casual NBA fan doesn't know who Jaime Hawkins is. 
Yeah, and I mean the um, the NBA could make their own ballot for who yeah. is available to vote for. Yeah, so it's not like we're forcing people. You could even just say people who are already there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it would make it kind of an easy easy thing. But yeah, I like that idea. That that would be cool. Sometimes I wonder, like, do do these people not have people on their teams that are telling them like that's not a good dunk? Like, yeah, like some of those dunks, I'm just like that was like cool, but like. Did you really think that was gonna score well? Like, <laughs> if you, have you seen the dunk contest in college? Uh uh-uh. uh I saw this like crazy. video, like short video. Yeah, it was way better than the NBA. For real? <laughs> yeah, no, the college dunk contest, or I can't remember exactly where it is, but mm-hmm. players were doing great. It, yeah. They were trying, and so maybe we just need to put less pressure on them and just I, say, yeah. I don't know just get guys that are gonna do good dunks you know it doesn't yeah. have to be anything crazy yeah absolutely i also think you could like maybe the thing is, is that having the two rounds like you could just have everybody move to the next round because then everybody could at least like maybe if their first dunks were just warm-ups you could see yeah the only thing is like the tv time get it's long. gonna be long yeah, that'd be the only thing yeah but uh yeah kind yeah. of also, weekend was good overall, not abnormal. I feel like just like how we usually. Best have. part was definitely the three point contest. Yeah. And Sabrina and Steph. Steph Sabrina thing was awesome. I was surprised. That was probably that the best part for me. Another thing the NBA did this week: surprise NBA fight night happened last oh. night. Unplanned, of course. Pelicans and Heat got into a brawl. Uh, I believe four players got ejected. My goodness, and, I um, I don't know how I didn't hear about this. Yeah, it was pretty pretty wild, and then. No other team but the Warriors, of course, was the other team that got in a brawl with the Hornets. It was over the whole unwritten rule of not scoring when you're up late. Uh, like, yeah. it was that stupid. Anyways, and a couple of players, including Grant Williams, Miles Bridges. He's all, Grant Williams is always in the middle of it. Yeah, and uh, Draymond Green kind of called him out after the game for being trying to be a thug or whatever, and it's kind of ironic. But... <laughs> <laughs> but surprisingly Draymond wasn't involved in this brawl so good, good job Draymond I'm glad therapy's working for him so uh but he's I a new man I don't know what was in the air last night people were not hey if Rudy Gobert was there I think he wouldn't have been able to hold himself <laughs> yeah. back yeah he would have been jumping <laughs> off the top rope uh Grant you know? Williams he doesn't care enough no he doesn't <laughs> but kind of kind of funny unplanned of course fight night the NBA last night I guess it's just real fast we could talk about BYU and some local sports. Yeah. Big win over Baylor. Good job. I think that's our first good win. Yeah. Great in the win. Big Twelve. Were you yeah. at that game? I was. It was how was game. it? Like how was the how was the atmosphere in the Marriott Center? The atmosphere that? was awesome. Like it rivaled, you know, Gonzaga, mm-hmm. San Diego State with Jimmer. Like those like it was loud and it was awesome. We were that was just I feel like that was our best overall win, top to bottom. We played good yeah. offense. Baylor's a great team. Yeah, we the held best them team we've beat. to 70 points, which is they're a really good offensive team, so they're holding them. Yeah. yeah, number 11 in the country. We'll probably move up in the polls depending on how we do tonight. Yeah, we've slowly been moving down, but I think that'll help us bump back yeah, up. Yeah, definitely will. Um, I think we need one more of those quality wins, and then yeah. I think we um, will have a good, our spot in the bracket for sure. Yeah. If we can get one more. Absolutely. We're we're moving up the big twelve polls. I think we're at seventh currently or sixth. It's kind of in the middle. We're kind of moving up and down a little, yeah. So exciting time to be a Cougs fan. Utah State beat San Diego State as well. 
Okay. So that's a quality win for them. That's they're very good they're looking really nice too. So we might be the same seed as them. I that's my guess. Yeah. I mean that's good for the state of Utah. Yeah. And Utah was looking like they're gonna make the tournament. Probably not now. I don't know. Not not at the pace they're yeah. going. But um We yeah. got an update with the potential of a Utah NHL hockey team. Yes, we do. Um they came out with an article on KSL that said that if there were to be an NHL team in Utah, they would build a whole new arena. Yeah. And so that means if you were worried about the Jazz moving down to Draper, mm-hmm. it you don't have to worry anymore. They're staying where they are. Yeah. But if there was an NHL team, they'd build a new arena and probably cost a billion dollars in taxes. So it'd be pretty crazy. Yeah. It makes me wonder the like legislator passed something about having a baseball team come it makes me wonder like it's a lot of money to dish out for because we'll probably build a stadium for them too and then they're going to be getting our money a second time when yeah. we go to games but i think it, as long as they give us yeah. something good in return i heard on a um a little thing so the arizona coyotes nhl team they currently are playing in the sun's old arena what i understand I think they sometimes and, play in the Arizona State yeah. hockey rink, and they and they currently don't have. Yeah, I guess we talked about this a little before, but they currently don't have. They're like one of the only NHL teams that doesn't have their own stadium, or at least a place where it's like dedicated for hockey. And so they're trying to build a new one. They're kind of having a lot of friction with the owner, with state trusts to get the land. I don't even know if like hockey's a thing in Arizona. Yeah, they're like not they're pretty fit. committed to the Suns. They're hot. the Cardinals have been good at times and they're not really right now. Yeah. But anyways, apparently with the tension growing, there's a possibility that they might look for an outside person to buy the team. And currently one of the only people that's like out there trying to buy actively is Ryan Smith. So hmm. kind of interesting. Seems like the cards might play in our yeah, favor. Might be a shot in the dark, but it could be. Yeah, I know in the past we've talked about how if there were an NHL team to come, we would get into it. Yeah, I don't know what the average Utah would yeah. do, but I think I think they would sell a lot of tickets, especially at the beginning. We have loyal sports fans here in Utah. If you need evidence that, just look at the BYU Utah rivalry, where mm-hmm. it gets pretty ugly sometimes. Yeah, but if we all went together on a hockey team, I think get do well for sure well uh thank you all for joining us grateful that you've spent your time listening to us we know you could be doing many other things but mm-hmm. we love the jazz we know you love the jazz and we're gonna be there yep. the rest of the season Absolutely. we're not gonna stop yes we're gonna we keep going win or lose probably mostly lose the rest of the season we're gonna be there we're gonna be talking jazz and putting our hot takes thank you all for watching leave us a rating share with your friends and take care.